nature is our mother, right? What, what does a mother do? Protect us, heal us, comfort us. That's what we get when we go out in nature and spend some time in nature. And that's what we are really missing um, in this day of age most of the time. Even sometimes when you go out, um, you're listening to some music or um, something or the other. And I've seen like people are walking, but at the same time looking at their phone, they don't know where they are walking, sometimes <laughs> hitting something. So it's like we are so involved in our gadgets. We are missing that, appreciating that nature and absorbing that, yeah, um, you know, what's it what's out there. It's very it's free. We don't have to pay for it. Welcome to Bridging the Potential, intergenerational conversations that change the world. This is Cassie Funmaker, founding member of Living the Potential Network's Youth Advisory Council with a question for you. What happens when you engage the experience, education, and expertise of an elder with the curiosity, energy, and innate wisdom of a youth? It's simple. Everyone grows and the world changes for the better. One conversation, one connection, one collaboration at a time. Today's podcast is no different. Renee Beth connected me with Regita Bamakanti, who is a faith-based holistic health and wellness nurse coach. I think you will enjoy our conversation about wellness and the role that nature, food, and vibrations play in healing your soul. My favorite part of this podcast was when Regita gave us a little insight as to what goes on in her kitchen. Welcome everyone, this is Renee Beth Poindexter and I am founder of Living the Potential Network. And I'm your host for the podcast today. And after I wrote the book, Living the Potential, Engaging the Wisdom of Our Youth to Save the World, I set out ways to actually create spaces where people could actually hear what the youth have to say. And that's what this podcast is all about. I love these conversations where after listening to the youth's dreams and concerns and visions, we actually connect them with someone, a mentor or an elder who has experience and wisdom to share and who is really open to learning and receiving from the innovative spirit of the youth. It's really reciprocal learning at its best. I always leave these conversations inspired and I think you will too. Today, I have two special guests and with a topic that I think everybody is paying attention to related to post-pandemic. <laughs> What is health and what does it have to do with our food and what does it have to do with, you know, what we are able to accomplish in our day? And Rajita Bamakante is our mentor today. And she has so many letters after her name, I can't tell you all, but she's a nurse and a bachelor of science in nursing. And she's also a culinary coach. Let me say that again, culinary coach has been practicing, you know, nursing for over 30 years and a lot of variety of medical specialties. And she currently works as a emergency room case manager, if you can imagine that. Okay, in her, you'll hear a little bit about her journey and what she's learned. Um, another thing that I know about Rajita 
is that she's a faith-based healer. And sometimes she talks about it, sometimes she doesn't, but I think it's going to come up today. <laughs> um, and I'm also here today with uh, Cassandra. She goes by Cassie, uh, Funmaker. Yes, that's her real name. And she is all about fun. Cassie Funmaker. And she is a um, college student and has a vision um, that you'll hear all about that has to do with native wellness. So these two together are going to have a powerful uh, synergistic conversation. So Regita, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about your background and um, how you, you know, how your career has progressed from where you started to where you are today. Thank you, Renee Beth. Um, I am originally from India, um, born and brought up uh, in a typical Indian family. I came to this country over 35 years ago. Um, this is my home now. And I went to um, nursing school upstate New York, moved to North Carolina, then to Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta right now. Um, over the years, have, as you said, I've worked in different um, you know, fields in healthcare. That's where I have really seen my patients constantly we are treating them sending them home with medications and coming right back it's like okay what is this we are treating them giving them medication getting everything set up send them home why would they still be coming back that's what my was my burning question mm -hmm. shouldn't we be treating and they should be home safe <laughs> um instead of this revolving um, oh you mean like recovery like towards uh wellness that sticks, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's when I was like, okay, I need to do some research on that. And when I dug deep in into the research, I'm like, okay, we are not really addressing the root cause. It's really we are putting a Band-Aid every time. You know, physicians prescribe medications, do the procedures, things like that. They come right back. And um, I learned that there is something called getting to the root cause and healing. <laughs> so that's the area I have been in um, last three to four years, okay. um, coaching people, addressing the root cause. Okay. So 30 years in the healthcare system. You started to see a pattern over time with people not actually, if, if it's symptom stomping, you know, a lot of that, I mean, pharmaceutical drugs are really good in life saving, but not so good as I hear you say, getting to the root cause. So what is it that you've discovered over the last three to four years that really can get to the root cause? And what are the issues that you're trying to get to the root cause of predominantly? Um. Well, we, anything, because, you know, over time, as we grow up, we grow up with certain beliefs, the environment, the family that we are in. So we have these set beliefs that we grow up and we think that's how we need to behave, that we need to be. And things happen uh, at a younger age, uh, some, you know, some trauma or something like that, really, we don't address that, we kind of pass through it and go through. And then also what we are feeding our mind, not just the body. It's uh -huh. the feeding of the body and the mind, what are we feeding our body? What are we feeding our mind? It's all about that over time, it just reflects into the physical symptoms 
um, physical conditions that we do face. Right. And the medical treatment, treating medications and things like that is primarily treating the symptoms. Right. So you talked about the mind and the body, the mind and body connection, but it's almost like, I've heard people call it the mind, body, spirit, and heart connection. So when you talk about that a little bit, that the whole person that includes the spiritual nature, is that how the faith-based healing came about for you? Yes. Um, it, you know, I've always been kind of very religious and all that, but spirituality is different. It's not one religion or anything, but it's really addressing the needs of our soul which is the only permanent thing, you know, we get rid of our body when we die and, you know, our soul moves on. So how can we, you know, address the needs of our soul and keep our soul content, nice and clean? We are constantly mudding it up. We don't understand uh, what is our inner soul saying to us? How can we listen? How can we be quiet and listen to it? without all the noise around. So when we address that, that's when we are addressing our inner self. When we live in that inner content and peace, that's the whole beauty, not, yes, physical beauty, but inner beauty is the most beauty that we can have and we can reflect that beauty to everybody around us. Absolutely, and there's that connection. I think you were saying earlier, um, this this knowledge about, faith, spiritual connection to health and well-being has been part of your life. You grew up in India, right? And so this this is something about your calling of becoming a nurse. And then over the last three to four years, taking your work into, um, a, what should I say, a bigger framework besides the current uh, sickness care industry that we're doing in the United States. <laughs> Could you speak a little bit about how you you have a name for your company and how are you helping people with that holistic approach where they can really see that there is a spirit, there is a mind, there is a body, they actually have a heart that's emotional and all of that. How does that, how do you help people with that? And what's the name of your company again? The name of my company is Healthy You Lifestyle Center. It's all about living a healthy, you know, evolving that healthy you within us. Every single one of us have that beauty, the glow within us. Uh, yes, I have grown up in India. There's, you know, um, yogic way of living and all of that. But back then, uh, my um, grandmother used to talk about it and take me to different yoga centers. But... I just ignored her. I did not pay any attention. I was like, I don't know what she's talking about. But it's really last five years after I have done the research, I said, uh-huh. I never paid attention to what she said. Now there is science backed. It's evidence-based. So mm -hmm. that's what grabbed my attention. Awesome. So you had a mentor there, but you weren't quite ready to tap into that knowledge. But you are now. And you realize that that's part of your roots. And I think that's something we're going to get to with Cassie because she has roots to her ancestry that has a huge impact about, you know, her direction and where she wants to go in life. But before we go there, what is it about um, with the clients that you're working with to help them actually address what's the typical approach that you help people with so that they can actually uh, take ownership of their 
mind, body, spirit, and heart from a well-being perspective? What's your approach to helping people? Um, first, I just try to talk to them, see what their burning needs are that they want to address, and do a complete thorough assessment on them, how they have grown up, what was the environment, and what influenced them, what are the uh, limiting beliefs that they have. And then looking that as our base, you know, reviewing that, using that throughout the coaching call. Each time we talk um, about one, um, addressing one need, um, it's the mental, emotional versus, um, you know, the food that we eat, our uh, gut digestive system, what is the stressors, um, and um, our sleep patterns, movement, mm -hmm. um, what is spirituality, all these different things. So I um, show them what the evidence is, because for me, if somebody just says, do something, <laughs> I might be doing it for one or two times, but I want to know, why am I doing something? Right, I'm not right. just following the herd. Right. I want to know the reasoning behind. So right. I explain to them i have these set of videos modules um each week they review that explain and then at the end of it they get this healing tasks which kind of like homework if you want to look at it right it's those habit building small habits that they build every week and then add on each week new ones oh that's fabulous that's really fabulous and have you noticed over the last three to four years that you've been dedicating your time and attention to this as the same time that you're a case manager for the emergency room. It's like, that's two contrasting two worlds, isn't it? How does that relate? In other words, you're seeing stuff in the emergency room and then you're working with clients probably in a proactive, so they don't end up in the emergency room. That is, that's true because in the emergency room when patients come in, um, quite a few of them don't even know certain conditions that they have. Um, like diabetes, type two is one of those big ones. Mm -hmm. um, they they don't know they had it. That was the first time ever diagnosed for them. Wow. And um, some of them come because they cannot afford their medication. It's a choice. Am I going to pay for my medication or for my food? So one or the other. So these are several things um that variety of stuff that i see plus you know their emergency room is also for those acute you know immediate treatment things that's mm -hmm. the life saving our um you know uh medical system is uh, totally. which is wonderful in terms of that so i when i look at that i see what the needs are mm -hmm. i address that in my clients right. ahead of time. Right. Because like in a medical thing, we have a medication for high blood pressure, a medication for diabetes, a medication for high cholesterol, mm -hmm. things like that. In in this approach, it's one, one form of treatment for mm -hmm. all the conditions, mm -hmm. getting to that root cause. It's not right. like, one diet for this, one diet for right, that. Right, it's right, right, right. Yeah, you're probably finding that there's lifestyle, you know, you're talking about habits and lifestyle, and it's kind of unconscious. I know Cassie will probably want to dive into that a little bit because she represents, um, you know, 
young generation, first year college student, there's a lot of stress out there and concern about mental health. And most people don't. I mean, another thing I want to bring up is your your focus on, you know, is it interesting that people don't correlate how they feel with what they eat? You know what I mean? It's kind of like you would, to me, that's common sense. Like, oh, I ate something I don't feel well. I better not do that again. But that's not common sense, I don't think, out there. There's this relationship between food and mental and physical and emotional and spiritual health and well-being. How would you, is there a summary statement? Because I know Cassie's going to dive into it in a big way in a moment. So, um, As you said, people don't pay attention to how you feel because you're looking at that immediate gratification, right? I have this sugary-filled donut. I take a bite of it. Ooh, it's so ooey-gooey, so sweet. And I'm just indulged in that. Once I eat, I say, okay, I want more because I enjoyed it more and more. But we don't connect two hours later. How do we feel? Right. You know, that it's because of that food versus when you're having more of natural food, how your emotions and your energy level is very stable throughout. It's not going a yo-yo up and down. Right. That's a hard thing for people to pay attention to um, when they are eating. Right. Exactly. Well, I recently, I think it was about a year or two, I was reading an article that said, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but this type two diabetes is just, you know, it's, it's like there's 42 different medications to address type two diabetes when it's actually a lifestyle issue. It is a lifestyle issue, yeah. Um, there's a lot of medications and those medications are not cheap. <laughs> They're pretty expensive. And um, lifestyle takes an effort. First is an intention that you wanna change your lifestyle. And then it does take an effort. We need to put our effort and commit ourselves to that. And it's not going to happen overnight because all of your life we have lived in a certain way. In order to shift, it will take time. Mm-hmm. In this day of age, you know, Cassie, tell me if I'm wrong, you know, not just the youngsters, everybody, right? We want something fast, something fixed fast. We are always in this fast moving world. This We can't even watch a video that is like 10 minutes. Somebody, you know, they say, okay, one minute, that's it. That's all the attention span I have. Right. So that's the reason most of them, they don't go for that lifestyle. They want that quick fix, you know, fix me up, you know, let me go for surgery so that I can lose weight, look pretty versus making a lifestyle change. Right, right. Wow. Wow. Okay, so there's a lot of education and empowerment that needs to happen for people who kind of, like I say, they get mad as hell and they don't want to take it anymore. They're looking for solutions. And I think this is a perfect time to bring Cassie in. Cassie Funmaker is here in Portland, Oregon. She's originally from Wisconsin, and she'll tell you a little bit about her ancestry. Um, She's in school. She's studying theater, but she's a big social change activist. Um, She's got Native American um, heritage. And she has a vision. Um, and what I love about Cassie is she knows she's not shy and she's going, she's going for it. So Cassie, welcome. And I know you and Regita have had many conversations around these topics. So 
I pass it over to you. Let's share a little bit more about your background, and then we can go into some questions for Regita. Hi. Yeah. Okay. Sick. So, um, yeah, like you said, I'm in Portland, Oregon. Uh, it's also uh, Multnomah and Chinook land. Uh, there are there are other tribes. Uh, I think uh, Portland's about like five tribes, tribal uh, land, which is really interesting. It's it's a neat little area. Um, I've been loving it. But yeah. So me. I'm Cassandra Funmaker, Cassie for short. I have a vision uh, and that vision is the native wellness movement. I envision a social media presence where indigenous youth specifically, but also, you know, we're all about intergenerational uh, learning and transforming here at Living the Potential, which I love. Um, yeah, so it's it's a, it's a social media presence for youth. Uh, it, I want to be able to provide wellness and joy and all of these things. Uh, I'm not, I don't think our community is lacking wellness per se, but I think that we need to spread the message of wellness, the message of eating right and making those lifestyle shifts to, um, you know, to prevent diabetes, to prevent cancer and all of that. So yeah, that's the native wellness movement. Right. Now you're originally from Wisconsin and you come from a tribe and um, yep. maybe you could talk a little bit about when, at what age you first started paying attention to these things, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm from the Ho-Chunk tribe. I'm from Ho-Chunk land and Wisconsin, uh, currently known today as La Crosse, Wisconsin. And I first started, I guess, becoming a little bit aware of it. Um, I was young. I was uh, with the Ho-Chunk tribe. We have a youth program, an after-school youth program, and we had a little field trip to Madison, Wisconsin, the capital, where we talked about diabetes with other Native kids around the state. And we talked about, you know, why specifically diabetes is so prevalent in our communities uh, with our elders and our parents and we talked about how those lifestyle shifts you know they're they're significant and they're tough and it, it sort of planted that seed you know it planted that seed in me and it really made me think about like how how i am and how i could apply that to myself a few years went by i forgot about it <laughs> and my dad he was I'm not sure what the diagnosis was specifically but he started coming down with this terrible back pain like on a medical level it was terrible and he he talked to you know doctors they recommended you know all those medications and stuff but he also talked to a holistic health coach and she recommended that he go gluten-free and he thought it was crazy, you know, we're from the Midwest, we like our bread, you know, we we love our pizza, stuff like that. Um, but he tried it, he, he did try to go gluten free and his back pain, it, it went away, it didn't go away, like, completely, but it went away. And he thought that that was so crazy and me as uh i guess i think i was a freshman uh eighth grade freshman um i was watching this and it it uh this the seed started to grow 
I remembered that instance or that weekend where I was talking about diabetes. I realized that what you put into your body really matters. And, you know, like Renee said, it should be common sense, but it's just not. And so that's another big point that I want to um, bring up when it comes to native wellness. Um, Yeah. Is, does that answer your question? Renee? Oh, yeah, totally, totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I have, um, you know, I think coming to the heritage, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Rajita coming from India, I, I've spent two months in India, you know, people go there on spiritual, you know, um, Mecca, you know, it's just, I, I was in an ashram for two months. And I was just like, oh, this is the land where, you know, just really get in touch with what it's all about at a deep spiritual level. And then there's a lot of people when they come to the United States, they, they, they're leaving India. And I go, where do you want to go? Las Vegas, right? Because <laughs> they think like, that's where it's happening. You know, sometimes we don't see the beauty of where we're coming from until later. And we look back on it, like you, you know, saw some things um, with your dad and with, you know, that field trip and so forth. And same thing with uh, Rajita. She had a grandmother who teaching yoga, you know, it's like, we weren't quite ready for it, but somehow it converged. And then here you two meet in Living the Potential Network and um, your vision for the Native Wellness Movement started to come to the surface, um, Cassie. So I'd really like to pass the baton to you. We're in a talking circle here. Um, you know, how, how can, you know, what, what questions do you have for Rajita that will help you with your vision? And um, maybe there's some steps that our listeners can take, let's say, if they want to shift a lifestyle more towards health and well-being, what will they need to figure out? I pass, I pass the baton to you to take, take ownership of this next section on this podcast. All right. Let's do it. Are you ready? (laughs) Yeah, totally. Okay. So, um, yeah, I just kind of want to start out with uh, going back to what Renee said uh, just recently about, you know, nature and um, how we don't really appreciate the land for what it is. Um, I could talk all day about that. But what do you think that we as a humanity appreciate nature, uh, Regita? If you liked what you heard and want to listen to the rest of this incredible conversation, you can do so by visiting livingthepotential.com forward slash membership and create a completely and forever free account with us. And if you're interested, check out the first two chapters of Renee Beth's book, Living the Potential, Engaging the Wisdom of Our Youth to Save the World, which you can also find at livingthepotential.com forward slash book. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time.